Welcome to the For the Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to today's episode. We are so excited because we are talking about the girl whose faith has been feeling dry. And gosh, have we all had these seasons. And so we're going to be speaking from personal experience and um, hopefully just like bringing things back to life for you, creating more intimacy with the Lord. It's going to be incredible. Um, But before we do so, we wanted to give you some more life hacks. These are our final life hacks. Um, I don't know that we can do this segment again because we gave you about all we got, but um, <laughs> we ran out. We ran out. Um, Clearly, we we don't have the mini because we, <laughs> this is the best we could do. <laughs> yeah, we need some help. Please send us some more hacks. But our uh, subject for today is TJ's, otherwise known as Trader Joe's hacks. You know, I know that there are a lot of like stands for Trader Joe's obviously out there, but there are some people who are not quite convinced that Trader Joe's is where it's at yet. So can you Uh, give us a 15 second elevator pitch right now? Trader Joe's is affordable, fun to walk through, has the best holiday items of every holiday, and is super friendly customer service and just where you need to go. It's the best place to go on a Sunday. So please, please Trader go. Trader Joe's speaks to my creativity. It's just like, it's, it's an experience. True. It's an experience. And like, yes, they're not going to have the brands that you're used to buying. Um, you're going to have to try some things and, and test out the waters. But it's just like, it's a fun, ex- it's an experience. Truly. It really is. And it people, really is. some people are under the notion that it's more expensive than a regular grocery store. I beg to differ. I believe it's cheaper. Yeah, and probably depends on where you live, but yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's it's good it's for the wallet. Affordable. Okay, let's Organic. get into our Trader Joe's hacks. So this is more so like things that we found at Trader Joe's that we love and you might need to know about. Yes. So the first is one that we're both in agreement with, and is this is the Lotte corn chip. This is my number one thing that is a sleeper item. You guys know I always talk about my sleeper items. It's a sleeper item at um, Trader Joe's. <laughs> it's just like Fritos, but leveled up. Fritos like, with like a street corn seasoning. Yeah. And actually, if you check the back, there's like, it's fairly healthy for you. So yeah, I love healthy. that. And like, I'm not even kidding you guys. I cannot control myself around these chips. I, I, she just goes I always eat way too many of them, but they're just that good. They're, they're so, so good. good. And like for some reason, they're not the kind of thing that I would normally pick up and throw in my cart. But trust me, go out on a limb for us and throw them in your cart the next time you're at Trader Joe's, the Elote corn chips. They're so good. Okay, the another thing that I've recently loved, it's been a hack for marriage, honestly, and that's the curry. They have like these curry jars. They had a really good one during... Uh, some holiday recently, I think the fall. Um, it was, oh yeah, it was a pumpkin curry, but I think all their curries are really good. And you just put it, you heat it up in a pan on top of like chicken or rice or whatever. Okay. Yeah. And literally like Josh is convinced still that I made it like from scratch and he thinks, he thinks it's I'm the best an amazing thing ever. cook. Yeah. So that's a hack. Fooled if you him. Want. Yeah. Fooled Woo. him. Okay. Um, the next is a complete meal for you. Okay. This is, you're going to need two items from Trader Joe's. First, you're going to need some chicken sausage, chicken sausage of any kind, whatever really floats your boat. They're so good. The jalapeno one is really good. Yep. Spicy Italian one. I like that one too. Um, okay. But then you're also going to need, everybody talks about the cauliflower gnocchi. 
we don't need the cauliflower gnocchi. We need the sweet potato gnocchi. Trust me. So Guys, good. here's a little hack for this meal. First up, you're going to cook up your chicken sausage in the pan. Get it nice and crispy. Then you're going to, what's interesting about the sweet potato gnocchi is it already comes with the sauce. But the sauce is in like these little pieces. And so what I like to do is get all the gnocchis out before I put the sauce in. Get all the gnocchis out. Get it cooking. Get it kind of steamed mm-hmm. up first. And then about mm-hmm. halfway through the cooking, mm-hmm. then add the sauce. Now you don't have to add the whole bag. You could Mm. add half the bag. I typically add half the bag of sauce because Mm. like I don't need that much. I just need a little bit of flavor there. And let me just tell you, you sprinkle on a little bit of Parmesan cheese when it's done cooking and people think you are an Italian genius. Genius. It's just amazing. And it's sweet potato. It's just great. Sweet potato gnocchi. Get rid of the cauliflower. We need the sweet potato. Some quick other hacks. Salad kits are just like the bomb.com. They always have new good ones to try literally the so jicama wraps the jicama wraps are so good it's a replacement of a tortilla but jicama and so it's just purely vegetables and what did really you call healthy. them yesterday when we were jamaica trying? wraps <laughs> it's the hardest word to pronounce try looking at the spelling and saying it it's literally forever googling that one <laughs> um but it's really good and actually they don't rip they're like really strong so that's yeah, like a very big plus we love the caramelized onion cheddar cheese block it's so good if you like cheddar cheese this is your cheese and add it to your next cheese board it's just a good thing it's so good okay the red licorice a strawberry thing i mean it's always gone it's so good so, so good, good luck with that one i think i you can also find love it. the power berries the oh yeah those are good berries. yeah you those can kind of find those anywhere though yeah but you can also find licorice <laughs> just saying. Okay. There's something about the Trader Joe's ones, though. There might be about the power berries, too. Okay. Okay. Thanks, okay, thanks. okay. Yeah. Okay. The last thing, this is quite a hack, is the ginger shots. I mean, right now we're trying to be healthy. So get some ginger shots, pour that thing in water, and you are literally so healthy with some tea. I like to put the pomegranate tea bag with a ginger shot and water. A little lemon. Why a little didn't you honey. share that on our health hack week about your, your little... Um, I should have honey water concoction. It's so good. Yeah. Ginger Tell shots. them about it. Ginger shots are so healthy for you. It's a lot of vitamin C. <laughs> I love how you quiz me about vitamins because I don't know that much information, but I just know, you know, you no, just think tell some them, things, you know, can you tell them about your honey lemon water that you drink at night? Yeah. Ginger shot, lemon. Oh, just that. Just hemp. Oh yeah. Okay. Because so I'll sometimes if I don't have a ginger shot, I'll just do hot water with lemon and honey and it's really good. It's really healthy. It's very detoxing. Detoxing. But detoxing. also kind of is a sweet treat. In, it is. In the evening. Yeah. I, yeah. That's a good that hack like that I, we should have shared. Like, that truly is when I see you do that, I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Yay. Okay, good. Well, there you go. Those are our Trader Joe's Yay. hacks, you guys. Um, that's all we got for you. I do use their face products sometimes, honestly. Try that. Really? Yeah. You know, it's in the month really of December, cheap. I got Rosie an advent calendar for them. Dog treats. Oh, so. that's a hack. She loved them. She thought they were great. So <laughs> that, I, maybe I they have great they dog have treats. Good dog food. Yeah, that's really good. Oh, I really love their sponges. They have really good sponges. Okay, we are getting off track, you guys. I hope you liked our life hacks. Let us know. I, we need more in our life, so please share. We'll share them with the rest of the world. This is super helpful. We're just trying to live our best lives. So um, <laughs> this is great. You guys, next episode is fire. Get ready. Get set. Let's go. All right, you guys. We are excited and sad to dive into our last For the Girl episode. We are talking to the girl whose faith has been feeling dry, 
Let me say it again. We're talking to the girl for the girl whose faith has been feeling dry. And gosh, this might be so many of us listening to the podcast. Maybe you've just gone through a long season of like not pursuing him or maybe there's something in your life that's just gotten the way of him and you feel like your faith is growing more and more stagnant and we just want to speak some life and truth into this season of your life because gosh Mac and I have been here and in your shoes so many times we've been pursuing the Lord now for I mean both of us have kind of have different faith stories yeah but quite a long time um and especially in our like uh young adult years since getting to college and there's been like ups and downs and ups and downs Mm. just like so many of us and we really want to like in this episode just dig into some things that have helped us get out of that mindset or helped us get out of that valley helped us like stop that spiritual slump and so um we're going to kind of be talking through like a uh, Kickstarter guide. I don't yeah. know what we want to call we it. We love it. Yeah, but it's going to be so, so good. Yes. Uh, a couple of things I, I think about here. First off, if you clicked on this episode, we are so excited that you are here. Yes. Like there is something that you saw and you saw the title or maybe a friend sent it to you. I don't really know how you got here, but we are so excited that you're here because I think first off, just the fact that you're listening means there is a hunger in mm. you to reawaken and to yeah. kind of set the fire ablaze again and your faith. Um, and maybe you're listening to this and you feel like you've you've never had a deep faith. You've never really been able to connect deeply with Jesus. Yeah. You're also in the right place. Like we're so happy that you're here. We're so excited because I just think that that's really where it begins is uh, just that Mm. little hunger, that little just like hope of like, oh, I want that. I desire that. And I think just that means that you are already like 10 steps ahead. You're on the right track. And so we're so excited just to give you some specific things that you can really begin to press into. Because the first thing, just I'm telling you, by the fact that you clicked on this, I just believe God is pursuing your heart right now like he's literally like chasing after you um and I'm really excited just for you to kind of begin to feel that process and then what I was thinking about too as you were talking Ken's was just about my faith um honestly before before kind of like midway through college was such a roller coaster like up and down, up and down in terms of like being on fire for Mm. Jesus one second and then literally falling off the train and just kind of being like, wah, wah, wah. And I got so used to living like that. I got so Mm. used to kind of just this high and low season. And it wasn't until like midway through college and and when I began to step into some of these things that we're going to talk about today, uh, when I found consistency, I found longevity in my faith. Mm -hmm. I found like, Uh, I quit basing my faith off of my feelings and really Mm -hmm. just started diving into spiritual disciplines and things like that, that have really set me up on a path of, of really being able to follow Jesus for the long haul. And I believe because of these things, I'll be following Jesus like for the rest of my life and like diving even deeper into it. And so if you feel like your faith journey has been a roller coaster, again, I just kind of want to just declare over you that this is the turning point. Like this this is, is, this is the rounding of the corner. Like this is, can be the moment where like, it doesn't become this, like you went to a conference and it was awesome. Or you went to like a youth weekend and it was awesome. Like this is the moment where like, um, that roller coaster ride kind of begins to level out and like it's just that steady climb closer and closer deeper and deeper in love with Jesus and so we're we're just honored to have you here and excited yes. to jump in yes so good that just got me so 
so excited of what God's going to do in your heart and in your sphere. I'm so excited about it. But okay, to start off, I think it's important to just ask ourselves, like, why? Why have we gotten here? Like, is it um, because like you just been haven't been spending time around Christian community? Maybe you've just been like not around people that don't even like talk about him. Maybe they, maybe they are believers, but maybe you just like find yourself in this community and there you really never have like conversation about faith. Like, is that why you feel like your, your faith has grown a little bit stagnant? Is it because you, you personally maybe haven't spent, been spending time with him maybe, or maybe this time you have been spending with him doesn't feel feel productive or you haven't felt like you can connect with him or experience him in that time like what's your time with Jesus looking like Mm. like maybe it's because you haven't been in church for a while um maybe it's because there's like a big sin in your life that has been blocking that like connection with him or intimacy with him so I don't know what it is for you but I I think it's important to and even as you're listening to this right now just ask yourself like why and chances are there's gonna be like um one big thing that kind of like rises to the surface like you really might know what it is like you're like gosh I know it I know the why um and I think it's just important to first just like recognize it and be like okay gosh it is that it's that it's that and I'm gonna like overcome um that thing and so yeah I think that's a great place to start and identify that before we even jump in I love that. I love that. I think that's such a good just step one is just take a moment, ask yourself why, process that, think through that. Um, I've talked to a lot of people who maybe grew up Christian, grew up in church, and then they they get to college or they get to later in life and they have a lot of big questions. They have questions that make them doubt, that make them wonder, that that make it um, less easy or more easy, less easy than it was maybe when they were a kid and it was simple and easy to believe yeah. and easy to follow. And so when you're asking yourself why, I think remember too that like God is not afraid of your questions. Mm-mm. He's not afraid of your doubts. Uh, he has answers. And so I think will, being willing to like take those questions to the feet of Jesus. And I think I love that you just started us there of processing, processing what it what is it that has kept us from like pursuing Jesus in this season? Because I can tell you and I can promise you that Jesus has not stopped pursuing you. And so I really think answering that question of why is super important. So I love that. So step one, just asking yourself why. I think step two is going to be making the decision to get back to it. Making the decision to get back to it is so important. If you kind of like are just like, well, we'll see how I feel tomorrow. (laughs) Um, You're probably going to keep waking up every single day and not choosing it. So I think there comes a a time where you have to choose it. You have to say, okay, I'm making this choice. I'm going to, I'm going to step out in this. Mm -hmm. And then I think one step further here you can go is I sh- I'm sure there's somebody in your life who loves Jesus a lot. Somebody in your life who you know, you're mm. just like, wow, their faith is on fire. And I yeah. think when you choose to get back to it, will you call that person and tell them? Will you just pick up the yeah. phone and say, hey, this is crazy. I don't even know what this is going to look like, but like, I want to get back into my faith and I need you to help me. I need you to help me. I think sometimes we're not willing to ask for help. We're not willing to ask people to like come alongside us and to kind of like lead us and guide us. But 
I think if you've lost sight of your your hope in Jesus, go to someone who has mm-hmm. their hope in Jesus mm-hmm. right now and tell them. And I can tell you, promise you two things. Number one, they're going to be so excited you called. Yeah. They're going to be like, this is it. This is my moment. Yeah. Like we like as believers, we like love these calls. You know, this is yeah, like the coolest totally. thing. These are God moments coming through. And so they're going to be so honored that you chose them. Yeah. And it's not going to be a burden on them. It's going to be an honor and a joy for them. And I think it, yeah. They they might not like come alongside you and hang out with you every day and tell you about Jesus every day, but I, I really believe that you're going to have someone who can intercede yeah. for you, who can begin praying for you, mm-hmm. who can um, begin to just speak into your life, encourage you, um, and hold you accountable. So That's choose right. to get back to it and don't just keep that to yourself. That's right. Tell that person in your life who you know loves Jesus and can help encourage you in that. And tell them the why too. Like be really vulnerable and honest and just spill all the beans. They're going to be so excited to hear it. And there's so much breakthrough that happens when we're honest. I say this all the time when we're like honest and when we're vulnerable, um, it like creates so much more intimacy with the Lord. It's like all of a sudden those chains of like shame or guilt or whatever, just like fall when you say it out loud. And then all of a sudden it's like heaven opens and you feel so much closer to him. So Mm. I so believe that speak it out loud and choose it. Like I also think about, I mean, this is so cheesy, but they say like, you have to like choose, um, like in relationships, you got to like choose that person for sure. And I think it's really true. Like you don't just like fall in love, you fall in love, but then that's not just going to sustain you. Like just like falling for him. Um, it becomes a choice. Like you Mm -hmm. have to like choose to pursue him. You got to choose to be with him forever. And it's the same with our relationship with Jesus. So let's right now, maybe you need to say it out loud be like, I choose Jesus. That was so cheesy. I think about the verse actually, it's Hebrews 12, verse 1. It says, Therefore, since we're, we're surrounded by such great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so in easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Like this is just so good. I'm picturing you guys all at the starting line of a race, yeah. like <laughs> a new beginning. This is like, we're going all the way back to the yeah. starting line and you guys are about to just run this race and you're throwing off the things of your past. Like yeah. that's what I love about walking with Jesus. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even matter what happened yesterday. It doesn't yeah. matter what happened last weekend. It doesn't matter like what sin you've been living in. It's now a choice and like everything's behind you. Um, and I love that we're throwing it off. We're ready to race. We're ready to run and we're getting back to him. Just so So good. good. So good. Are you looking for Christ centered community on your college campus? Delight Ministries is a college women's ministry that invites women into Christ centered community that fosters vulnerability and transforms stories. Did you know that you can start a delight chapter and create a space for hundreds of women to grow closer in their relationship with the Lord on your college campus. We are looking for leaders like you that are passionate about Jesus and creating intentional community on your college campus. Delight was designed to thrive in any college environment and the process of getting started is so simple and so fun. All you have to do is visit our website, 
www.delightministries.com where you will find an interest form to tell us all about you. Then you get to have an awesome phone conversation with our chapter development manager who will answer all of your questions and provide you with resources to get your chapter started. We will help you build an incredible team, promote your new chapter, and help you launch. We cannot wait to get to know you and cheer you on every step of the way. So again, that's www.delightministries.com. Let's start a delight chapter and change college campuses for Jesus all across the country together. Okay, before we move on to our next okay, yes, point, yes, yes. Um, I just feel like, I really just feel like Holy Spirit prompted me right now that there is definitely, I feel like there's a girl listening right now who to the outside view, she looks like she's running hard, really hard after Jesus, mm. but like deep in her heart, her faith is really dry and she's yeah. kind of embarrassed to admit it and kind of ashamed to like say that out loud because everybody thinks that mm. she is like, maybe she's in ministry. Maybe she's just like that girl that all her friends know she loves Jesus so much. And yeah. um, I think this is going to feel really hard for her to have to admit this to somebody. Yeah. But I think like, again, I think you're listening to this podcast for a reason. It's so if that's you. If you're like, Eek, I have that like knot in my stomach right now because like mm. I'm the girl who outwardly loves Jesus so well, but inwardly I've been like so dry and so far from him like this is your moment I love that you said just like being honest with the why like calling that person and just saying I need help I need help and like here's what's been keeping me I think that that's really important this isn't just for the people who are like you know yeah just wanting to get back into their faith this would also be someone who like that's real is showing and like leading Gosh. a life that looks like they're in their yeah. faith, but have kind of slipped away. So just wanted to say that before we We've move been on. There's so many seasons like that. I yeah. mean, we can speak from a place of ministry. Absolutely. I mean, there's been plenty of times where we've been on the stage, speaking, leading things, leading Bible studies, being the hype girls. I'm always like the hype girl. I mean, ever yeah. since college, I was like, wow, let's go Jesus. Mm. But like, there's been times in seasons where my heart has felt really dry. Like I can remember a season in college where I didn't spend time with the Lord for like six whole months. Mm -hmm. And I was leading things. I was hype about it. I was excited about my faith on the outside. No one would ever have known. But my time, my intimacy with Jesus Mm -hmm. was so dry. And there, and that's, I guess I want to say too, it's, it's not okay to live there forever like it's really important to go back and just like start fresh um Mm -hmm. um to learn how to connect with him in those quiet moments because that hype on the outside is not going to sustain you you're going to crash and burn and it's important to to go back to the basics and back to your intimacy with him and I think that's just to remind you yeah it's it is not embarrassing to be the person who has lost the fact. Like it's, no, it's, it's not. so normal. And I think that like the enemy is going to want to try to convince you that you have to keep that a secret and that like you got to fix it all by yourself. And like you can't mm. ever tell anybody and you can't go backwards. But I think oftentimes we have to be willing to kind of really humble, humble ourselves and be like, whoa, I need to take a back seat in ministry so that I can like really learn to give my heart back to Jesus again. And so just yeah. like if that's you, 
you. Um, I really believe that you're listening to this for such a reason and, and God is speaking so clearly to you right now. And so don't be afraid to, to take steps forward in that. Yeah, that's really good. Okay, one more thing to add. Sometimes I feel like I'm really um, behind. Like there's been a lot of seasons that I felt so far behind and that's kept me from like breaking those dry seasons. Like I'm like, I'm just like too far behind in knowing scripture. Like I'm just not going to like, I'm going to stop reading it altogether. Like I'm too far behind in like my leadership. Like I haven't led anything in a really long time. And so I'm just going to like never really do that. Or I'm too far behind in like volunteering at my church. And like, I really just don't know anybody there. So like, I'll probably just like always never know anybody. And I just want to say to that person too, like you are, you are, are are not too far behind like you have so much time to continue to grow like I don't know how old you might be or where you're at but like you have so much time but by the time you're 30 you're gonna be killing it and rocking it because right now you're making a choice just like going back up to what we said originally because we are going off on a rabbit trail but you're making a choice (laughs) now that then you're gonna have like three four five ten twenty consistent years of choosing him and you you are going to grow and mature so much. So you are not too far behind. It's going to be good. Amen. Okay. The second thing we really wanted to talk <laughs> about back to our starter guide. So step one was to choose it. Step two is to cut that thing out of your life. That's been filling the void of Jesus. Um, and this is real. Chances are you have, um, since you've been in this dry season, you're making yourself feel better or you're distracting yourself or you're finding comfort in something or a moment that isn't Jesus. And you're filling a void just to feel a little bit better in this season, to feel a little bit better about yourself, to feel a little bit better about your situation, your relationship. Like we all do that. We all like, it's like a bandaid that you've probably put on um this area of your life and so step two is really uncovering it like digging in and getting that thing out of your life for so many of us this might look like a sin of some kind a guy that you're dating that you shouldn't be with um maybe it's somebody that or a friend in your life that isn't so good for you maybe it's seriously just like Uh, something you're doing on the weekends, partying. I don't know what it is for you, but that's like filling a void of Jesus, making you temporarily feel better about something. Um, And in order for you to break this dry season, you got to get that thing. You got to kick it out of the room, get it so, so far away from you so that Jesus can fill Mm -hmm. that part of your life again. Yeah. So good, Kens. I actually, I think about uh, this season of my life and I've shared a little bit about it before on the podcast, but again, being in a lead position of leadership, being like minister was my full-time job. Um, and I just kind of realized that like, I, my faith had really gotten dry. Like my faith had just where at times it had been easy and kind of that knee jerk reaction, it had gotten really hard. Like I was having to really strive in it. And I realized that there was just things in my life that were numbing out the voice of God in my life. Like there were things that I was turning to everything else to like, just not have to deal with anything in my life before I was turning to Jesus. And 
as silly as it sounds, like those things were like literally my phone, like uh, mm-hmm. Netflix. Like I love a good Netflix show. Yeah. <laughs> and like just like, the phone. Uh, you know, all the things. And like literally I would wake up in the morning and like sit with Jesus and feel like, God, why aren't you speaking to me? I'm still yeah. showing up and you're not speaking to me. And then I kind of realized as I would do, as I kind of did like yeah. an audit of my day, just realizing that like maybe it was because every other moment of my day, I was turning to everything but him. I was so filling up my mind and heart and spirit with all of these other things that by the time I got to the Lord in the mornings, like there was no room left for him to speak. Mm. I had numbed out everything in my heart. And so in that season of life, I just had to cut out those things, like cut them out for three months. And it was such a game changer for me. It like literally I saw you know those roller coasters where you go from like zero to 60 like really fast? Like literally that's what happened in my faith journey. As soon as I cut those things out, it was like zero to 60 in just the voice of God in my life. And that came with some hard stuff. Like it yeah. meant that I had to like also kind of hard truth myself and and deal with some emotions that I had also been numbing out because mm. I had been numbing out the voice of God. I had also yeah. been numbing out like some of the pain and hurt that I was feeling. And so yeah. it wasn't easy. It wasn't like all of a sudden God was speaking right and left and I was just like, wow. Oh, this is awesome. It was, it also meant that I had to kind of uproot some, some nasty things in my heart and kind of shake it out at the feet of Jesus and, and process through it with him. But yeah. I just think that's such a, a beautiful picture of like this idea of when you're kind of cutting out that thing in your life that you've been using to fill the void, you're really kind of letting Jesus totally. empty your heart of all the mess, like turning it upside down, shaking it out, getting rid of all the gunk, all the like cobwebs, all the stuff in there that should be in there and then letting Jesus kind of refill it um, after yeah. it's been kind of cleansed and made new and I think that's a Love beautiful that. process and we don't go through that one time I think yeah. oftentimes as believers we kind of need those like heart rechecks those like you know when you deep clean spring cleaning it happens every year yeah I think as believers it's so important to kind of do some spring cleaning with Jesus and and let yeah. Jesus kind of clean out the gunk time and time again and so yeah. I love that I think it's so important and and don't be ashamed if you have to do this um, because I think it's powerful and can really begin to uh, just reawaken the voice of God in your life. So yeah, I love that. That is so good. And that speaks so much to me even right now. Like I think it is something that we have to do over and over again. Yeah. So yeah, get all the junk out, um, get it all out so that God can fill it. And gosh, it's the best feeling ever. Like yeah. it's so hard in the moment to kick like sin out of our life or get the junk out of our life. Like it's hard, hard work that like takes like months and sometimes weeks, but months usually to like get out of the way. Um, but then God fills it and it's like better than you could even comprehend right now. And so trust the process, like trust the in between, trust those hard moments, those lonely moments where you might need to like Mm. change up your community or change up your time. Like that's the process, but it's going to be so, so worth it. Like complete freedom, complete joy, so much peace, so much purpose like is restored back into your heart. And that is worth it. That's Mm. what we're here for. So, so good. So good. Okay. We got a a little off on our numbering. So I'm going to review. We did. We did. (laughs) It's okay. My fault. No, no. We changed up some things in our outline because we just got really into it. We're speaking to you. (laughs) Okay. So step one was to ask the why. 
the why behind why has your faith been dry lately. Step two was to choose to get back to it and then tell somebody. Step three was to cut out that thing in your life that has maybe been filling the void or numbing things, making it really difficult for you to hear the voice of God. And then step four, guys, this is so important and so practical, would just be to place yourself or to get yourself in an atmosphere of worship. Um, and, and I don't know what this is going to look like for you in your context. Maybe uh, your church is having a worship night. Maybe there's another church that you go to that's doing some sort of like prayer event, prayer room, whatever it is. Maybe even like for you, that's not a possibility. And maybe you can just create an atmosphere of worship in your room, like set aside a night, yeah. get your favorite playlist together. Um, and, you know, we're Ken's and I, when it comes to worship, we're, we <laughs> love to create atmospheres of worship. We um, do. When we go on our, our For the Girl Tour every year, yes. Ken's and I, you can always see us running around in the back talking to the lighting guy and being yeah. like, we have two tips for if you want to put yourself in the atmosphere of worship. Uh-huh. And these are not necessarily necessarily biblical or like one with your friends if you yeah. want to throw a worship night yeah. right now these aren't necessarily biblical these are just our tips okay so the first <laughs> one and it's two things it needs to be darker and louder, louder. those are the two things <laughs> so the darker the room the better because it cuts away the distractions it you is. can't see what's going on around yep. you you don't want to see your friends next to you and what they're doing you don't want to see the cute boy that you have a crush I on mean, and what props he's doing to anybody who can worship with in the lights a fluorescent on. room yeah, i mean hard right you are something special yeah yeah and then the second the louder it is again you can't hear what other people are doing like you can't hear the person sobbing next to you like yeah it's just you well, and Jesus. i particularly can't sing well so I love a loud worship so that it's like not embarrassing for me so yeah, yeah. anyway so if, if if you're at a worship night and oh my goodness my she almost just jumped her mic <laughs> if you're at a worship night and so like sorry, you can go talk to the sound guy you can okay. go say yes. louder and darker you but the reason I say to get into an atmosphere of worship the mic is better don't worry okay the reason I say to get into an atmosphere of worship is because I really believe that like when you place yourself in this setting God is going to speak to you. And and sometimes we don't have the word. Sometimes we don't know what it is that's kind of blocking it for us. But when you're in this place of worship, it's literally like just saying, God, I'm just praising you. I'm just like mm. saying who you are. I'm speaking these words, these words that maybe your heart doesn't even believe. But I think through the posture of worship, your heart begins to be transformed and you begin to believe these things. God begins to put pictures and images and words into your mind. And it's yeah. really this, this beautiful, beautiful way of having a conversation with God. Yeah. It's a two-way street. You know, you're singing and speaking these things about who God is in your life. And then he's speaking yeah. right back to you. And I know for both Kenzie and I, like some of our biggest moments in faith have happened at worship nights have happened through worshiping in our room in the mornings or at night. Like they've happened in these atmospheres of worship because I just believe they're thin places. There's those places where the spirit comes even closer. Um, the distractions are taken away. And so whatever you can do, it's like just so simple, but, uh, get yourself Mm. in an atmosphere of worship. Yeah. People often ask us like, uh, they asked us the question, like, how do you keep your faith alive in ministry? And mm-hmm. it, I mean, it's a very valid question. We've been doing delight now for like so many yeah. years and we have our, fa- our faith for, for the most part, other than of course, those value moments we have, but has, has, has stayed alive and, and we always answer it's been putting ourselves in an atmosphere of worship and it is 
So true and so relevant for my life. I can look back on the last few years and be like, oh, that moment of worship like sparked something new in my spirit. It's There's something about it that just stirs this excitement or a new passion um, that's so beautiful and sometimes so needed, particularly mm. when it comes to just like reviving that dead part of your spirit. And I think it's actually important in this atmosphere of worship. So whether you're at a church service or worship night or in your room, like to actually like really try to worship in freedom. Like there's something about standing there still and then getting to experience the real freedom. So I'd encourage you to like, you know, like raise your hands, like, like feel free and be like vulnerable in those moments with the Lord, because it's going to create so much breakthrough, like so much breakthrough. Mm -hmm. I remember the first moment that I raised my hand in worship. It was at, oh, I can't, Oh, I think it was at a church in California. One of the churches. I picture the room. Um, (laughs) But I remember the first time I raised my hand in worship. And actually, the only reason why I raised my hand at the moment was because um, there is a friend of mine who I really admired her faith. She always raised her hand in worship. This was when I was in high school. And I was like, oh, that, you know, I don't know. I thought it was cool or something. And I decided one, one Sunday I got there and I really was having a really tough week. And I was like, maybe I'll try what she's doing because <laughs> yeah. she looks so connected and so free and so full of life like there was something that marked her in that mm-hmm. room that I remember being like I'm gonna kind of follow her mm-hmm. lead and I did and I, I raised my hand in worship and that was like such a shift mm-hmm. in the way that I encounter and feel the presence of God in my life yes. and it's something that I go back to in my quiet time in the mornings. It's something I go back to in prayer circles, something I go back to on a regular Sunday in in church because I know that when I raise my hands, it's just a surrender. Um, It's a vulnerable moment of just like inviting inviting God into my life. Um, And there are moments where I, I... I maybe don't need that in worship. So of course do what you need, but especially if you're in a dry season, chances are you need to experience a little bit of freedom. And so I just want to encourage you to really press in and experience that breakthrough in the fullness of it. Yes. I love that you said that. It makes me think of something too. I know for me in my like earlier days of worship, I was like, there's some people that don't want to be embarrassed. Like, of course they're like trying to look cool for sure. But there's something in me that like never wants to fake any thing and never yeah. wants to like come across as phony or like I'm not feeling it so I was always in my head like well I'm not gonna do that just because like I think I should do that and so I almost would like resist it because yeah. I was like I don't want to be like everybody else and I think there's yeah. probably some people listening who feel like that and I found for me that what I needed to do was I needed to put myself in a place where like I wasn't in the front row or I wasn't even yeah. in the middle row. Like I would literally sometimes just go to the back of the room. Like I have to go to the back of the room yeah. a lot of times in worship nights because then it's like I'm taking all performance out of it. And it's literally just about me and Jesus. And like I found that like through that I could connect on an emotional level with him. Mm. And that has taken practice. Like really yeah. it's like taken practice for me to be able to like put aside like not not kind of getting out of my own head and not being like, Oh, I'm only going to do it when I feel connected. But I love what you said of like, sometimes 
posturing your body, even a way that your heart and mind isn't yeah. there yet, allows your heart and mind to get there. And so a po- taking on a posture of worship sometimes yeah. is what you need in order for your heart and your heart and your spirit to catch up with what totally. your body is doing. And I believe we worship God with all pieces of us. We, yes. we worship God in by mind, body, spirit. Yes. So of course, sometimes the body can be the thing that like gets our mind and heart there. And so just for you, if you're over there yes. and you're like, I just don't want to be phony. Like, I don't want to be not real. Like, just try it. I think if you try sure. it, it might be the thing that gets your, gets oh my gosh. your spirit there. There's been so many times where I've only raised my hand in worship because there's a boy I liked sitting behind me and I was like, I'm gonna worship <laughs> like this. And that is so not okay. I'm so guilty of that. Gosh, I hope there's other girls out there that oh, have been like sure. that. But yeah, there's sure. definitely- And then the opposite. There's a cute boy and you're like, Psh, I gotta cool rein it in. Uh, true, true, true. <laughs> yeah. But basically what we're really trying to get at is you encounter God in worship, like experience breakthrough in worship. And like, seriously, this might mean that you need to go to the back of the room by yourself in the darkest corner and do whatever you got to do. Get on your knees, simply open your hands or raise your hands high, jump around, whatever it is that you need to do Mm -hmm. to posture your body, to encounter God in worship, do it. Maybe you need to go to the front and get on your knees. There's something so beautiful about that too. Being honest in humility, just like stepping forward, being like, I need to encounter God walking forward past everybody getting on your knees like that's a beautiful moment too so whatever you got to do be in an atmosphere of worship try to find that or do that in your room like get a little cray cray in your room and experience God in that way because we believe like we we say we've said it so many times before but we believe that all it takes is one moment with Jesus and it can change everything. And so I think moments of worship can do just that. So, um, we've been through our first four steps. Let's hit the fifth step. This is the final step, but that is to get in the tent. (laughs) What is that? And you might be like, what in the heck does that mean? Well, we actually have this awesome community called the tent and we created the tent with women like you in mind. The tent is a hub and a community full of resources to help you encounter Jesus in your everyday, guys. And uh, this isn't just like a cute little gimmicky thing. This is a community of women chasing hardcore after Jesus. And we're literally giving you things like um, Mm -hmm. scripture resources. We're giving you guided prayers, like literally things you can put in your headphones and encounter Jesus through these like 10 to 12 minute prayers that you can put yourself in these moments of worship. We're giving you like, what are the best worship songs? What are the best podcasts and sermons you should be listening to? What are all of these things, monthly challenges that help you to like begin to practice the things that God is speaking into you? Like we have talked to so many women who were where maybe where you are right now listening to this, they're like, oh, I kind of want to get back into my faith, but I need help. Like, I don't know yeah. what to do. The tent is like a it's one-stop awesome. shop for things and a, and a community to help yeah. you to do this. And so it's, it's $10 a month. Yeah. And you might be like, what? $10 a month? I can't wow. do that. You got but I just it, want you to think about um, other ways that you you spend your money and other yeah. ways that you invest in your growth. I spend ten dollars easily with at TJ's with like three extra bags of hot talkies. <laughs> yes, I know. Oh, there's so many different so ways. Good. I know we all have our own little vices, but like <laughs> I just believe that yeah, it might be a sacrifice. Like that might be a big part of your monthly income, but that's right. Isn't it worth it to invest so in right. your spiritual yeah. growth and to invest in like yes. your faith? 
faith, this thing that is going to keep you alive, keep you like go growing closer and closer to Jesus all throughout. Mm -hmm. And if the tent isn't an option, I still think you can, you can begin to do this. Yes. Yes. I love that. What's really cool about the tent was we actually host, um, Mac and I host monthly Bible studies over zoom. It's really awesome. It's usually a group of like 10 to 20 women and we literally get to pour into you. And Mm -hmm. we would love for you to be a part of this so that we can pour into your life and keep you accountable in restoring your faith. And we want to pour into you. We want to pray for you. Gosh, if you join the tent listening to this and you show up to this month's Bible study, I hope you speak up and I hope we get to pray over you seriously. And also what's really cool is just that community aspect Mac talked about. I mean, seriously, what has helped me in the most dry seasons of my faith is just a friend, an Mm. inspiring conversation that got me going again. And so that is found in the tent. There's hundreds of other women that are chasing after Jesus and trying their hardest to do this too. So that's really cool. And don't you think the tent is just an easy way to to begin to step into spiritual disciplines? Like I always hear that word spiritual disciplines, like reading scripture, prayer, um, even like fasting, things like that. And I was like, whoa, that's so scary. I don't know how to do any of that. And honestly, guys, the tent is like, we took out all the hard work and all the guesswork for you and we make it super simple, but also fun. Like I, I so believe I say it all the time that following Jesus is like the most fun thing I've ever done in my life. And so, um, I think the tent community is just a really fun, cool way. It's made for women like you. And so if you want to get it, it's for the girl.com slash the tent. Actually, you, you can get a find free seven-day trial, too. You get a free seven. So if you don't like it, just delete it before seven days. Yeah. And boo, yeah, you saved yourself. Okay, guys, we really need to go through these one last time before we wrap up this episode. So write these down if you forgot them. So step one is just asking yourself why. Like going to the root of what led you to this dry season. And be honest here. Be honest with yourself. Step two is to choose to get back to your faith. You got to choose it for yourself, a declaration and call a friend um, tell her the why and invite her into this new journey with you. Step three is cut that thing out of your life that's been filling the void. Kick that sin out of the room. Get that thing that's numbing your your faith out of the way so that you can um, find more room for him. Step five, four, <laughs> is to get in an atmosphere of worship. Um, Seriously, there's so much breakthrough that can happen in your life, a new passion that will be stirred, a new excitement um, in your faith that will happen in in worship. And step five is get in the tent because we would love to continue to pour into your life um, and help you as you're um, restoring this journey. And gosh, we are so excited that you listened to this and we are praying for you and walking with you. Yes, I just just believe like Holy Spirit's in incredible work no matter where you're listening to this in your car in your dorm room in your apartment um on I don't know where you are I don't know how old you are I don't know but I know that God is pursuing your heart right now and you have that choice to like turn and begin to run towards him again it's like that the story of the prodigal son like he is Mm. welcoming you with open arms he's gonna put his finest robe on you a ring on your finger he's throwing you the biggest celebration welcome home party and what a beautiful picture that is and so we're so excited to be on this journey with you guys thanks for just listening for for letting us speak into 
into your life. Yes, and um, if you. there's one thing we learned from this episode is that we need help with counting. You know, what? we counting. need help with counting. <laughs> truly, truly. Yes. All right. Well, we love you. We will talk to you next time. <laughs> <laughs>